0: This is Rachel McElroy.
1: Hello, this is Griffin McElroy.
0: And this is wonderful.
1: This is a show where we talk about things we like and that are good and that we're into right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm getting choked up already. And I'm not sure why. This show brings out all the emotions in me. You know how I don't show any of my emotions except for when we're doing this show? Yeah. And then I just kind of dump them all out. True. You remember that week we watched Jerry Maguire for the first time?
0: Can I tell you I've never seen Jerry Maguire? I haven't either, Uh, babe. Date night. Date night. I bet it
1: holds up as most movies and TV
0: (laughs) from that era definitely do. All all I know is there's a show me the money and there's a had me at hello.
1: Yes. And the end of my knowledge of the film. Yeah.
0: All right. All right.
1: And the boy, the boy with the, the boy, the boy, Lipnicky, Lipnicky boy,
0: and, and Cuba,
1: and Cuba's in it, and
0: everyone's in this Tom one, and, and Tommy, Renee. and Renee. So what, yeah, I mean, what is there left to know? What
1: else do we need to <laughs> see? There's a lot of films. I haven't seen Aaron Brockovich. I feel like if a film was released,
0: oh, I have seen Brockovich
1: that had just a first name and a last name on it, I was like, eh, skip. It took me a while to see Michael Clayton and that one was like had Oscar, all the Oscar buzz and stuff. Yeah. I was like
0: Yonzos. Yeah, you need like a verb in there.
1: I need a verb. Mm-hmm. Michael Clayton
0: does stunts, Dallas.
1: Does Dallas.
0: <laughs> Do you have any small one? Um, I'm going to come up with one right now, and that is going to be one that I say out loud, uh, in just a moment. And the out loud word that I will say is you sound like
1: Pert Hapley right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no. I mean, let's just say doulas. Yeah. Sure. Let's just put it out there.
1: We uh we are we've been having such a hard time.
0: We <laughs> have reached out to the village of service workers that support parents with difficult Babies, Yeah. And we have had a sea of people trying to help us. And uh, we had a, a great doula come by and give us some tips on how to get our baby to sleep.
1: Yeah, it was pretty, pretty choice. We hit a point where he was sleeping in bed less than five hours a day on average. Yeah. And it was... Uh, that, if you've not had a child, not sustainable that. No. Um, so uh, it's been it's been rough, but yeah, that was very
0: helpful. And yeah, nice. and I appreciate how much these uh, individuals that are professionals in the field are concerned about our well-being. Yeah. Because I am completely focused on keeping that baby alive. Right. And they are very helpful in reminding me, oh, you have to stay alive too. You also. <laughs> that's why they have you put the mask on. If you're
1: dead, know,
0: you can't do the
1: mask.
0: What's your small wonder?
1: Um, there, uh, there's a podcast I just started listening to called welcome to the OC
0: B word word.
1: (laughs) and it's hosted by two of the stars from the OC, uh, Melinda Clark and oh my God.
0: Rachel Bilson. Rachel
1: Bilson. Thank you. That was embarrassing. It
0: was. You got Melinda Clark. No I know. problem. <laughs> uh,
1: and they are, uh, they, they were both in the show. They played Julie Cooper in Summer. And uh, uh, it's got me rewatching The O.C., uh, yeah. which is a, a true, um, uh, a, a crystalline sort of millennial kind yeah. of, uh, It and it, it summarizes a lot of, th- I was talking to Rachel about how it sort of made me realize that, uh, and when I say this show has helped me realize, I mean, like all of the many ways that Gen Z is fully, fully dragging us right now <laughs> uh, has made me realize that the early 2000s is our 80s. Like it yeah, is our true. there's so many fashions back then that because uh, I definitely started to model my kit after Seth Cohen and there were some mistakes made there. Uh, and that that show is is still, you know. Probably my favorite uh, yeah. scripted drama ever and the the podcast, it's really cool hearing people who are in the show as guest stars. Um, yeah, the about it.
0: episode I listened to part of an episode with you and they talk a lot about the chemistry, and I think that it's undeniable. It's undeniable
1: oh. the chemistry. Um. Yeah, I I don't know if it's a, a show that people y- who weren't yeah. there who lived it. Uh, yeah. c- it's it's preposterous otherwise, and there's a lot of things that do not hold up to a lot of sort of uh, sc- scrutiny uh, this this day and age. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It it man, I watch it at two a.m. when I get up with Gus at two a.m. and it is it is quite comforting. Yeah. Uh, I go first this week. All right. Hit I- it. I'm gonna talk about the ultimate summertime friend, the nice cold treat, the ultimate summertime cold treat. Bud and Light th- Lime? No, I already did. <laughs> I think I did I already it's kinda wild that I've talked about Bud Light Lime in this program. <laughs> it was a different before. time. I guess it was it was a much different time. <laughs> I had my first beer in Maybe yeah. 18 months because uh, I was having a big hamburger and french fries. I was like, let's try one of these.
0: I know. I, I bought beer and I brought it into our house, like some weird. kind of t- 21 year old. I know. <laughs> uh,
1: no, I'm going to talk about the slurpy or the icy if you want. If you oh. want, oh, the Bill, you like one of these?
0: I was just thinking about this the other day. I didn't have one really until high school. Well,
1: you were denied many of life's great pleasures (laughs) by
0: your... We were not a sugar household. No. But uh, my friend lived near a 7-Eleven. Yes. And I used to kind of coerce her into going to get Slurpees with me anytime I would go to her house.
1: Yeah, I dated a girl at the Marshall Dorms and it was across the street from a 7-Eleven and we used to go there a bunch and we went there one time and the guy working the counter looked at us and was like, oh, are you guys brother and sister? Oh, and no. Like, <laughs> no. And we were like, no. And he felt so uncomfortable that he gave us both free Slurpees. <laughs> it was pretty tight.
0: Can you see why he made that mistake?
1: Absolutely not. No, I cannot. Uh, it was, uh, Slurpees were like the thing that when I moved away from home and like was living like... In my own place with my friends uh, in college, it was like the big, like freedom I'd unlocked was, hey. Whenever I want to, uh-huh. I can just go get a fucking Slurpee, uh-huh. and nobody can stop me.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I am not a huge snow cone fan, but no. I will tell you that texture of a Slurpee is
1: Hits the spot. Perfection. Well, you know why it's different? The difference between a snow cone is shaved ice with the, the juicy juice dribbled on it. A Slurpee is carbonated. It's a carbonated
0: beverage. Oh, that makes sense. I yeah. haven't had one in so long, I kind of forgot. It
1: is a carbonated drink, uh, and uh, that, that it... Honestly, like, there's not much else to it than that. Uh, a guy named uh, Omar Ned Kinetic. Kinetic. Oh. It sounds like Kinetic, but it's not is spelled really that way.
0: Really happening. I was really hoping his last name would be Slurpee. Uh, <laughs>
1: no, the name Slurpee is onomatopoeic, unsurprising. Yeah, right? no, uh, it was. He owned a, a soda shop in the '50s, and his soda fountain broke down. And to keep the soda cool, he put it in a cooler. Like, and it
0: uh-huh. turned
1: into slush. And he was like, "Hey, wait a minute, this is very good." Oh, frozen Coke, and it all sort of came- oh, frozen Coke, frozen Mountain Dew. Forget about it. I, I never like
0: had a frozen Mountain Dew. I yeah, thought that would be good. It Better be better than a regular is. Mountain Dew. It is in every in every
1: <laughs> way you can measure it. Uh, this that, so Omar he went to his pal Ruth E Taylor who came up with the name Icy and came up with the logo of the white letters with the icicles hanging off of them in front of the alternating uh-huh. blue and red f- red flags. That is still the logo today. Oh my Crush gosh. it, Ruth. This is got all I want. One.
0: This is all I want right now.
1: Is a is a slurpy? We can uh, get some. We're grown up. We can do it.
0: Icy beverage.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so 7 Eleven approached the this new Icy company in 1965 and they worked out a licensing deal where Icy was like, Yeah, you can sell Icy's at 7 Eleven and have them in all 7 Elevens no matter what, but you gotta call them something else <laughs> so that we don't we're not like competing yeah. with our other icy interests. Yeah. Uh, and thus the Slurpee was was born, named for the slurping sound that you make when you drink it. I didn't write down the name of the fella at Seven Eleven who was like, hmm, you slurp it up. Because that's a wild pitch, isn't
0: <laughs> what, it? What's yeah. a pleasant
1: word for yeah. consuming this fluid? You slurp it up like a dirty dog.
0: i was <laughs> trying to think of an alternate name for the Slurpee. It's a lappy.
1: You lap it up <laughs> with that sick dog mouth of yours. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to come up with a... A preferable name that also gives you such a s like a strong sense of what it is.
1: Yeah, I mean I can I can pick apart the slurpy name, but it's it is strong and it has worked out for them uh, a, a great slushy.
0: Deal. I mean slushy is a thing. So there's on, slushy yeah, and then there, in the
1: world. Uh, in Huntington there were places that carried did, did you go anywhere that had slush monkeys? No. That was like its own that was like its own derivative. That one was like super juicy. That one was like <laughs> mostly liquid. Um, the slush. Slurpee You know It's 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 this carbonated bev- Beverage that gets Frozen in With one of those long Like margarita straw
0: ma- And has the little Spoon on You're the You're remembering
1: end. Great things about Slurpees as we do This segment Completely Like independent From my own notes And I'm Bada bada ba Loving <laughs> that <laughs> Um, so there's an ingredient in the Slurpee that not a lot of people know about in the United States mm-hmm. and it is, uh,
0: yucca, adrenaline, adrenaline. adrenaline. <laughs> no, it's a uh, yucca
1: extract or uh-huh. Y-U-C-C-A. Y- y- how do you pronounce that? Yeah, I've that always said yucca. Right. Uh, and that is a foaming agent. So that's how you get that. No. The Slurpee has a sort of dry finish. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking yeah, about though? Good. Uh, and that comes from the the yucca extract, uh, which is not present in the territory where uh, the Slurpee is most frequently consumed. It is not America. Can you guess where? What, what country?
0: Oh, is? I feel like I've heard this before.
1: It's wild. It's wild how much Slurpee they drink.
0: I feel like somebody mentioned this on a different podcast, and now I can't remember what it was. Maybe I... Uh, I'll just say Canada. It is Canada. Yeah. See, Can- I think Can- I heard it on Stop Podcasting Yourself. Oh, yeah. They,
1: Canadians <laughs> purchase an average of 30 million Slurpees each year. I think that means total for the whole country. Not each Canadian drinks 30 million <laughs> Slurpees. Um, and there is uh, the 7-Eleven company, uh, for their Slurpee capital of the world, they named Manitoba, the Slurpee capital yeah. of the world in 2019 and also yeah. 2018 and also like the 20 years prior to that. Wow. Manitoba has been like keeping it, keeping it you very think a place real.
0: that was so cold would... Yeah, We're I don't not 10 towards a cold drink, but here we are. I, can't, I can I could see that. I could get that. I could get in on that.
1: I don't know. I mean, it's an exceptional beverage. It's a really phenomenal beverage and um the flavors are pretty tame these days. They they aren't prone to a lot of experimentation, but back in the day, 7-Eleven used to throw some pretty wild flavors in the mix. Um I remember when it was like an event when they were like, no, we have orange, <laughs> orange soda slurpee. And it was like, yeah, that's pretty good. And the macro
0: uh, is all loaded into the family uh-huh, vehicle. And- <laughs> uh-huh. uh,
1: but the naming conventions are pretty, pretty boring now. It's like Blue Raspberry, right? And Coca Cola. Uh, let me hit you with some real actual names for flavors of Slurpee that existed in the past when things were a lot more Wait, fun. Wait, let me
0: think of the time period and say the Tub Thumper.
1: No, 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 no. We're talking <laughs> about like uh, like 70s, 80s. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, no, this is, it's way wilder okay. than
0: that. Uh, Disco Fever.
1: Uh, you're, you're getting closer. <laughs> How about uh, Pink Fink? How about Moonshine? That seems like false that's, advertising. Yeah, that's confusing. Uh, Kissin' Cousin' is one of them. Ooh. Probably my personal favorite, Gully Washer. How about, I would, I don't even know what flavor that would approach. I'd go for a Gully Sounds Washer. Sounds like
0: a drink you would get at a college party. <laughs> yeah, it
1: does. Uh, how about this one? Hey, and this may be, and hey, you know what? Let's hey. cut him some slack because maybe this meant something else back then. Okay. Sticky icky. Wow.
0: Clearly, Do you have any descriptors on what these flavors are, I or just the names? No, just the mm, names. Sticky icky.
1: Sticky icky clearly refers to the, to the like a marijuana cigarette. Um, but that I guess back then they wanted people to know that this fluid is sticky and it's icky. That's not <laughs> a good name for a flavor. And I would say that all Slurpees are sticky. Yeah, uh, that is uh, only it. Oh, sticky icky is second only to. A flavor called Adults Only.
0: Oh my God! Adults Only Slurpee. Did it have alcohol in it? See, I don't really, know. you need to. You can't tease me with these names and then not I'll deliver. Do so, we'll
1: do some googling afterwards. Yeah. But, uh, well,
0: I don't know if I want you to Google Adults Only Slurpee. I, I want
1: to. Uh, I'm going to Google Adults Only Kissing Cousin Sticky Icky. <laughs> see what sort of lists I end up on. Uh, it's just, man, when it's hot outside, it goes down mm. so smooth. Uh, it, is a, it is a pleasure to to consume it. I wish you didn 't have just five minutes before the flavor kind of concentrated at the bottom of the yeah. uh, cup. Uh, we, I took Henry somewhere that had IC's for sale and I was like, hell yeah, let's introduce my son to this beautiful new world. So I got one and I showed him how to mix up the red and blue and I was like, tell me when to switch and we made a little red and blue one and he took a sip of it he's like, that's gross. And I was like, "Oh no. so I was sad at first because I was like, I want my son to like good things but then I was happy because hey, I got a whole I, I got a
0: whole icy just for me. True, and that is a lot of sugar for a four-year-old to oh, consume. Oh, <laughs>
1: I was. It's a lot of sugar for a 34-year-old to consume. I was bouncing off the walls. Had a lot of go-go juice in me that day. Slurpee, icy. It's Damn, this is probably the most I've ever wanted something I've done a segment on immediately as I've done it.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, we'll, f- we'll f- we're grown-ups. We can do this. We can
0: do it. We yeah. We can do this. DoorDash, right? Yeah, or something, yeah. <laughs>
1: Hey, can I steal your way? Yes. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis a vis website design
0: to get 50% off.
1: I have a Grandpa John here, and uh, this one is for Essie, and it's from SJ. Who says, to my good, good Essie, this is a short message to let you know how amazing you are and how happy I am that we get to be parents together. Now, let us eat some ramen and or cake from SJ. Mm. That's, uh, that's that kind of life of uh, we're grownups. We can have exactly. ramen and cake now. Let's live our dreams, achieve it, accomplish it, grab your goals. I
0: love parents coming together against the common enemy, which is. Your children? <laughs> I just, there are times when I look at Griffin as my husband and co-parent and say, thank heavens it's you. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like they have found that as well.
1: Yeah, it's special. You want to read this next one?
0: Yes. This is for Grace, Stella, and Harper. It is from mom and dad. To our oldest, middlest, and littlest beautiful daughters, every day with you three is truly wonderful. You are the coolest babies. Grace, you make the best big sister, and it's going to be so fun when your little sisters are old enough to play D&D, enjoy all things McElroy, and all the other awesome things we love as a family. We love you three so much. Love, mom and dad.
1: I mean, they're going to have to wait until they're 18 years old because all of our podcasts are adults only. (laughs) That's not true. That's
0: not true at all. No,
1: lots of young people listen to it.
0: I would argue that a lot of uh young people play D&D.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um but the it just I it, we say we say so many foul I words. Know. I know. And I th- th- I don't talk about this on the show, but I don't cuss at home in front of the kids. It's true. I really don't. I don't know that I've I but a it's hand kind of remarkable of
0: actually uh because you know, I I mean I don't, you know, everyone knows that, but like uh, I never said like Griffin, don't you dare! Right, but we just don't.
1: I think it's because I just don't want my child to say a bad word in daycare, and then I have to hear about it
0: and yeah. feel
1: feel bad. Feel bad. I mean, I don't care about the words, but I do care about being pressured as a parent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is relatable content. Yeah.
1: Video games. Video games.
0: Video. Games. You like them?
1: Maybe you wish you had more time for them? Maybe you want to know the best ones to play? Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies?
0: (laughs) In that case, you should check out Triple Click.
1: Hey, what's your thing? My first thing. We're having a, we got a long Gus nap here. We're, uh-huh. we let's ride Don't this bad boy. Oh, I, Jesus, I always do that.
0: You would trust it. Okay. Uh, so I wanted, I've been wanting to, ever since we switched to this more supersized format, return to a larger, more spacious poetry corner and surprise, surprise, that's what we're doing this oh, week. Oh,
1: okay. Let me put some reverb on it. Hey, I hear the poetry. It's poetry corner, yeah.
0: is that suggesting that we're in a bigger corner
1: yeah it's like it's far away
0: okay 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 because the corner is so large
1: yeah the corner is bigger so there's more reverb in the uh, corner
0: or maybe there's more corners
1: whoa holy shit <laughs> welcome to welcome to the octagon
0: <laughs> the poetry octagon now
1: you're in the octagon prepare
0: Uh, I wanted to do a poet, uh, that I was only sort of familiar with. Like I, I had read some of the work and thought like, oh, it's pretty good, but I would never like list this person among my favorite poets. And then I did some exploration and turns out I really like the work of Sharon Olds. Okay.
1: Okay. This is not what this is. I'll tell you, this is one of the few I don't, I'm not familiar with. (laughs) (laughs)
0: A rare occurrence in Poetry Corner. Yeah. Uh, Sharon Olds, she is a poet that grew up in California uh, and currently teaches at NYU in their graduate writing program. Uh, So she was born in 1942, has received a lot of awards, including a Pulitzer Prize, which anytime you hear that, don't you think like, I should know who this person is. They want a Pulitzer Prize. I mean,
1: a lot of people have won Pulitzer Prize. Yeah,
0: it turns out, I guess. Yeah. I guess so. She writes a lot of really uh, personal kind of intense poems focused on the body and has gotten some criticism for that. Uh, the famous critic Helen Vendler, have you heard of her? No,
1: that's one of the few famous I have heard of.
0: <laughs> I heard about her a lot in grad school because she does a lot of literary criticism. And uh, she has disparaged Old's work as self-indulgent, sensationalist, and even pornographic. Hello, noted prude Helen Vendler. <laughs> Hello, yeah,
1: I know that characteristic uh, about her.
0: Um, but uh, I would say, like like her work um, is is accessible and is beautiful. Um, she has been viewed in the tradition of Walt Whitman in kind of celebrating the body sure. and the pleasure and pain associated with it. Yeah. Uh, so I have two poems by her, um, Ooh, a double, double we can potentially do both or we could focus on one. Um, but I have a more erotic poem.
1: Oh, geez. Are you going to make me pick between, are you going to make, make me decide whether or not we want to go horny <laughs> can, on main? We Maine? can
0: potentially do both. I, I mean, I will say the names of both poems and if we don't get to both, then maybe the person okay. listening that is interested could speak it out. Okay. Uh, they're both publicly available by the Poetry Foundation. One, and I'll let you guess if this is the erotic one, okay. is called After Making Love in Winter. No. <laughs> the other is called The Cast. <laughs> that one is the erotic one. <laughs> no, it's for not. For sure. Okay. It's not. Um, uh, Let's. If
1: you don't do the Making Love in Winter okay. one, we're never going to hear the end of it. Okay.
0: Uh, this poem, After Making Love in Winter, uh, she wrote in 1987. Cool. Year I was born. Oh, is this about you?
1: Probably probably not.
0: (laughs) At first, I cannot have even a sheet on me. Anything at all is painful. A plate of iron laying down on my nerves. I lie there in the air as if flying rapidly without moving. And slowly I cool off. Hot. Warm, cool, cold, icy, till the skin all over my body is ice, except at those points our bodies touch like blooms of fire. Around the door, loose in its frame, and around the transom, the light from the hall burns in straight lines and casts up narrow beams on the ceiling, a figure throwing up its arms for joy. In the mirror, the angles of the room are calm. It is the hour when you can see the angle itself is blessed, and the dark globes of the chandelier suspended in the mirror are motionless. I can feel my ovaries deep in my body. I gaze at the silvery bulbs. Maybe I am looking at my ovaries. It is clear everything I look at is real and good. We have come to the end of questions. You run your palm warm, large, dry, back along my face, and over and over, over and over like God, putting the finishing touches on before sending me down to be born. Fuck yes. And a hot and a hot poem. It was a hot poem, but it was also like incredible, <laughs> incredible poem. Yeah, I mean you're like there, you're transported. You're like I'm like yes. looking down at this woman lying in bed. That was that was
1: wild. That was one of the more sort of like, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's
0: been a while since you've been in the poetry That's corner. That's true. I
1: forget. How you may visual. have forgotten. It the, gets the very power. very visual in the in the poetry corner. That is there the power. There were so many
0: parts of that poem that like
1: like really stuck out to me uh-huh. that this is where questions end line i was like hey what does that mean and then we were already on to the next one
0: <laughs> this is why i recommend if you enjoy listening to poems on this podcast like seeking them out because one i don't do any kind of analysis when i read no, it no yeah Uh, And two, like, you just miss a lot of stuff because you're just like image to image to image to image. That was phenomenal. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Yeah, when I was taking notes, Sharon Olds, uh, understandably, I guess, is trying to be very humble about her work. But she said in a salon interview, I think that my work is easy to understand because I am not a thinker. (laughs) I am not a, how can I put it, I write in the way I perceive, I guess. It's not really simple, I don't think, but it's about ordinary things, feeling about things, about people. I'm not an intellectual. I'm not an abstract thinker, and I'm interested in ordinary life. That's...
1: That is a, quite a quite I know, a, it's, a big it, slice yeah. of humble pie because <laughs> yeah. I, I would say uh, you you would have to be a bit of an abstract thinker to generate some of the imagery that was uh, just just delivered. But she
0: went she went on to say uh, that she is not asking a poem to carry a lot of rocks in its pockets, just oh being an ordinary observer. That <laughs> I love that shit
1: when just like even just talking casually about this stuff is like oh my god I that's, know.
0: Just being an ordinary observer and liver and feeler and letting the experience get through you onto the notebook with the pen, through the arm, out of the body, onto the page without distortion.
1: Hell yes. Isn't that great? That is really good.
0: Yeah, a lot of people talk, you know, I mean, she has gotten criticism for her poetry because I guess, I don't know, there were these reviews that said, like, that they were too personal and too inwardly focused uh that seems which, like
1: quite a subjective i mean yeah this like
0: self-indulgent claim which i think is ridiculous for poetry like yeah. right, the right act of writing a poem one might say is, is yeah. a little self-indulgent because
1: otherwise you could just write like a few sentences and not worry about the rhyming <laughs> or any of that
0: jazz yeah so i have another one do we have time or should i just direct listeners direct
1: people to it no, yeah we have i think we've got time it's not a long one.
0: Hmm. Uh, this is just another one of those like poems of the body, but it is not remotely sexual. Okay. Uh, this poem is called The Cast. When the doctor cut off my son's cast, the high scream of the saw filled the room and Gaby's lap was covered with fluff like the chaff of a new thing emerging, the down in the henyard, Down the seam that runs along the outside of the arm and up the seam along the inside, The line where the color of a white boy's arm changes like a fish from belly white to prismatic. The saw ranged freely. The saw that does not cut flesh, the doctor told us, smiling. Then the horrible shriek ran down in a moment to nothing, and he took a sharp silver wedge like a can opener and jimmied at the cracks until the creak of the glossy white false arm cracked. And there lay Gabby's sweet, dirty forearm. Thin as a darkened twig. He lifted it in astonishment like a gift. It's so light, he cried, a lot of light coming out of his eyes. He fingered it and grinned. He picked up the halves and put them together and gripped it and carried it out through the waiting room. And everyone smiled the way you smile at a wedding, so deep in us the desire to be healed and joined. <laughs> I love how delighted you get. That last bit got me really good. I know that was that 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 was why I wanted to read it. Honestly, like that is always in the times that I have written poems, I always strive for that. Like, and I've mentioned this before, though. That, like that last little, like, and here's why the poem I'm writing. It, well, means here's something. why this
1: exists. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't quite as sort of uh, uh, consistently. I don't know, like transportative as the first yeah. poem was but uh that last thing was so hugely uh so hugely relatable like yeah. it reminded me of like the first time i went to school after getting my braces off and <laughs> yeah. feeling like and said everybody, like everybody said something because <laughs> they recognized like hey this is a big this is a big yeah. deal for you yeah that's really nice
0: yeah I, I would encourage folks to check her out um i I was not as familiar with her work as I think uh, I am now glad that I am. Yeah. Um, and she's a good poem. Sharon Olds. Yeah. Uh, hey,
1: thank you to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. And uh, thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. So many good shows on MaximumFun.org that you should be listening to. I'm talking about shows like Judge John Hodgman and Triple Click
0: and jordan jesse go
1: jordan jesse go and
0: and uh gosh what else Flophouse. house flop house the whole dang mm-hmm. yard
1: of them um and i think that's probably it thank you thank you so much for listening Thank you for for uh being here with us and supporting us mm-hmm. and um and b-
0: being patient with us when our, episodes, us when are our episode's
1: are late. We had a com a combination of like three different doctors appointments this week. <laughs> it's been a it's been a real fun one. Um
0: Everybody's fine.
1: Everybody's fine. We're just well, trying... I have some pretty severe psoriasis. So let's not like <laughs> yeah, it's let's not like go yeah, I guess we're all uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Yeah it's not a big deal I guess It's not like Prescription shampoo Is like (laughs) That big a deal I guess
0: (laughs) Do you hear yourself Sometimes I'm sorry honey It's so flaky
1: People don't want to hear About my psoriasis No I don't
0: think so But Now they have
1: And there's nothing We can do
0: about it (laughs)